I want to talk about access, and it's important to me, the importance of accessibility. People who know me know I get really hung up on how many people, when they're over at my place for my famous no-packaging vegetable stew, tell me condescendingly, you don't know what it's like for a single mom in a food desert, and she couldn't do the things that you do. And yet, none of them were themselves single moms in food deserts. When I did have a single mom in a food desert over here, she invited me up to the Bronx to say, can you teach us how to do what you do? Because this is what we've been looking for. And she's not the only single mama from a food desert who's reacted that way. Why is it that people who themselves have all the stuff that they could use and yet say, I can't change my behavior to pollute less, say that what I'm doing is out of touch? So I want to lay this out. I want to make it very clear about how accessibility is important to me. I want to make sure that anything that I do is available to anyone. So I'm just going to run down a bunch of stuff about my life to show how accessible what I do is. Anyone can do what I'm doing. First of all, the food that I cook is available in food deserts. I eat more beans, dry beans, than probably anyone that I know. Well, I cook them, of course. I spend nearly no money on fitness. Yes, I live in a nice neighborhood, but I don't make much more than the average American. I live in Greenwich Village. I treat it as a village. That is, I try to meet my neighbors, my local farmers, my local shopkeepers, and not try to escape every few months like I have to get away by flying somewhere or something like that. Many people, when they come over, they see my apartment and they say, oh, you look very minimalist. I don't think I, I just get rid of stuff that I don't need, but I don't buy expensive things like Marie Kondo sells really expensive. A lot of people associate minimalism with buying expensive, simple things. I just get rid of things that I don't need. I buy very little that I don't need. My most exotic recent vacations include a 10-day meditation retreat where I, I just go to Port Authority and I take a bus. It's like, I think, $40, $50 round trip, maybe one way, I forget. And once I get to the meditation retreat place, it's suggested donation. So I figure out how much I would have to pay for the resources that I use, but it's very cheap. It's like on the order of a couple hundred dollars for two weeks when other people, I, I'm not going all over the world. I also took a train trip across the country the train trip is pretty cheap. And that's over a couple years. My top food habits, what I really love about food, is going out and picking berries in local trees. I love foraging. It's only a couple times a year. And there's some herbs I've found. This is accessible to anyone and actually be more accessible if more people live this way. Actually, there's some berries that are subway right away. So sometimes I take the train to get to some really good berry trees. Also, when I shop for food at farmer's markets, I get the most abundant and cheap vegetables because I only buy in season. So when stuff is in season, it's really cheap. Right now, you want parsnips and rutabagas. They're really cheap. In late summer, I'm getting kale and tomatoes, and they're really cheap then. As I said, my staple is beans. I eat more beans than probably anyone that I know. And they're, what, like a dollar a pound, $2 a pound dry. So when you soak them and cook them, to where they'd be like in a can, they're like significantly way cheaper. They're like, I don't know, less than 20 cents. Probably, I don't know. Very cheap compared to canned beans, which is very cheap compared to meat and cheese and what most people get. I carry bags with me all the time and sometimes containers. And I bring food home from events. When I go to something and there's leftover food and they're like, we're just going to throw it away. I take it home. I'm not too proud. It still, still tastes good. I make my own sauerkraut and vinegar from scratch. It takes minutes to prepare it. It just takes a couple old bruised apples that I buy bruised because they're cheaper. Same with the sauerkraut. I often use the leaves that aren't the, the great ones and I, you, know, you put a little salt on them and they become sauerkraut. It takes minutes to do. Actually, just now, it's February as I'm recording this and there's no greens. 
So I'm basically eating all the sauerkraut. That's how I'm getting my leafy vegetables because I preserved it. I buy nearly all my clothes from thrift shops. I rarely eat out, nor do I waste money on soda, coffee, or produced food, things that I don't really need that most Americans spend thousands of dollars a year on. That's just for the soda. For coffee, it's got to be a lot more than that. I don't spend money on TV. I don't have any subscription. I don't really know how Netflix works. Sometimes I'm at people's places and they're like using the remote in some weird way to, to put their passwords in. I don't have any of that. I use my cell phone's hotspot for Wi-Fi. So for 50 bucks a month, that's all of my telecommunications. My phone, my internet, everything goes through that. I air dry my clothes on a drying rack. I haven't paid for a dryer in, I don't remember how long, years. I haven't flown in years, saving many thousands of dollars. I don't think I've spent money on alcohol in years. I have nothing against it. I've just come to prefer my calories come with nutrition. I haven't bought a book in years. I read what I can online when the book is available for free, or I borrow from the library. I borrow probably about two or three books a month. The computer that I'm recording this on is used. All the computers I bought for a good 15 years have been used. By the way, that's used off of Craigslist. And then I put Linux on it, so it's all the software is free. I haven't paid for any software, I think ever, I mean, since the 90s. And anyone can download this stuff. As I said, $50 a month for phone, internet, everything. My podcast is not making money, but it's costing nearly none while creating purpose in my life. I think I spent $50, something like that, on the microphone that I'm recording this on, which I bought used, I think, off of eBay. I pay a little bit for hosting, a bit more for editing. But it's something that I could do all the time. Recording is not replacing a job. It's replacing watching TV. I just haven't watched. I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones. Books, I've written several books. They cost little to write. It's just typing on a computer. It's a substitute for TV. It's not a substitute for making a living. The two couches I have, I got free from neighbors, as anyone in New York City can get. If you look on Craigslist free section, there's always couches there. For that matter, the mattress I sleep on, I got for a couple hundred bucks the same way. My kettlebells too. I scan Craigslist for months. When, this is such, I love this process. When I get strong enough that my heaviest kettlebell is no longer enough for me, I then go on Craigslist and I check almost daily. I just check, I just do a daily search for kettlebells. Now that I'm up, the next one I'm going to get, if I get it, it's going to be a 70-pound one, and there's very few of those. But anyway, I go and I contact the person. I go and I pick it up, and I take the subway home. So I'm carrying, like, this last one. It's a 24-kilogram kettlebell, or 20, sorry, 28-kilogram kettlebell, and I have to carry that home because I don't take cabs. I don't get people who do. I don't want to give people the wrong impression. I still buy things. I don't have a car. I have no payments to make on that. I have no insurance to pay on that. I spend probably less than $20 a week on subway fare. Maybe it's $20 a month. I really rarely use the subway even. I recognize that some people are hearing what I'm saying and they're saying, well, this is all signs of him being privileged. This is more signs of him being privileged. You know, there's nothing I can say about that. There's some people who will look at me and something about me, they will say, you are privileged no matter what. To me, that's the reason for the 2016 election results. And maybe the next one. After my parents got divorced, I went back and forth between houses. My dad was in a middle-class area, but my mom for a while, we lived on a neighborhood where there was welfare given out freely. They didn't ask. I remember being at neighbors' places, and they'd have the government peanut butter and cheeses that, oh, man, I would love that peanut butter because it's so sugary. We would stick with the natural stuff, but everyone around us did get that stuff. Living in neighborhoods like that, that's a big reason for why I got mugged five times growing up. I don't think of that as particularly privileged. You know, the other day I was at home, and for some reason no appointments were going to bring me outside, and sometimes a whole day might pass when I don't have to go outside. 
you might know that one of my habits is to pick up at least one piece of trash per day. And so sometimes, even when I have no business to take me outside, I'll go for a walk. This is a way to pass the time. And I just, I pick up garbage in my neighborhood. I only have to pick up one by my rule for myself, but there's so much that I just go around and pick up garbage. So I, took, I went around and picked up garbage for an hour, and that's a common practice, actually because it makes me feel more clean. You might say, well, you're picking up garbage. Maybe, but I'm making my world more clean. This is something I do, I don't know, it's not for fun, but it's for reward. You know, I cut my own hair. I just get out the buzzer and start cutting. At first, it looked very choppy. I've gotten a little bit better at it. Sometimes ask some friends to say, to tell me how it looks in the back. If you looked at my bill for my last month, I spent $1.90. I put this online. I spent $1.90 in electrical costs. And I put my bill online for everyone to see. I spent, unfortunately, $20 on surcharges and things like that for everybody else. But whatever, that's the deal. And for those who don't know, if you look at my education, I got a PhD in physics. Physics programs pay tuition and give a stipend. So I incurred no cost there. I, it's not like I made money, but I broke even for going to get my PhD in physics. That's available to people. Actually, people in the program would generally realize that the work that we were doing, the opportunity cost for what we could have gotten paid was huge because the pay for finance and engineering much higher despite it being similar work. I'm still paying for my MBA, which I got in 2006. So I'm still paying that. I went to a public high school. I got into Columbia, I believe, on my merits. Now, I will tell you that my dad went to Columbia. Does that mean I got in as a legacy? Well, I also applied to Harvard Early Admission, and I got waitlisted there. I didn't get in in the final run, but I had no special connections there. So I, th I think that's fair to say that it was by virtue of my education. Now, I went to a public high school. It was a magnet school, but it pretty well represented the diversity of Philadelphia. And I don't just mean skin color and gender and also income level and so forth. I mean, I saw drugs sold in class. It wasn't pretty. But that's the school I went to. And another thing, this might be something that puts the nail in the coffin for you and says, well, that's just it. Josh is privileged. My father's father made enough money to put away that it paid for college for the grandchildren. So me and my sisters didn't have to apply for scholarships and we got college taken care of. If that takes away everything else, writing my PhD thesis, running all those marathons, if that takes away all of that for you, all right, there's nothing I can do about you. In your eyes, I'm privileged and there's nothing I can do about that. And that's end of story. But all these other things, I don't know who you think you're describing, but not only am I not like that, huge swaths of America are not like that, that you're saying are, keeping you from changing your behavior to stop flying, to stop getting takeout all the time and saying that you're in somehow in solidarity with a single mom who can't avoid it. And people that you're saying that I'm out of touch with, as best I can tell, invite me to help them do what I'm doing, and you yourself are not changing. I mean, I don't know exactly who I'm saying with, with you here because you're one of the loyal listeners, I suppose. But all these people saying, I can't do it. You can, but I can't. And you must have something special. I don't know. I, I, think that, I think that they're projecting onto me something in themselves that they don't want to see. I don't really get it. But what I do, if everyone can't do what I do, I find a way to change what I do so that it's something that everyone can because a solution that doesn't work for everyone doesn't work and so I make solutions that work for as many people as possible. Of course, food and vacation opportunities vary by location and climate. I guess you live in a colder, if you live in a colder climate, you're not going to be able to pick the berries that I can, but in warmer climates you can, but there's going to be other things in different places. I don't propose people follow my solutions exactly for them so much as follow the process and attitude to apply in their lives to solve for themselves what I've solved for myself in my life. 
not watching TV is available to everyone. The average American watches five hours of TV a day. That sounds a lot more privileged than not watching any TV at all. Bodyweight exercises and drying your clothes without a dryer on a rack is available to everyone. If you think I have some way to do what you can't in terms of polluting less, and you assign it to privilege or something that makes me out of touch or inaccessibility, I put to you, look inside yourself. What can you do to pollute less? What can you do to change yourself besides judging others and putting them down? What is available to you? What's accessible to you? All of these things are accessible to anyone. What can you do? What can you do? What's accessible to you that you can do? The more that you do, the more you'll learn that you can do. And next thing you know, you'll be doing things that right now you think are inaccessible, but they're accessible to you here, now, today. If you're thinking, but what's accessible? It's your life. You're polluting. Figure it out. You can do it here, now. You can pollute less and you don't have to ask anyone how. Figure it out. Are you educated? Figure it out. Use your education. This is what it's for. You can do it. It's all accessible to you.